You're listening to Empire of Rust, the world's first and only Transformers RPG podcast. Join the heroes of Icon as they defend Cybertronian civilization from the remnants of Cybertron First to Lord Starscream's egotistical leadership and beyond to the unknown threats on the other side of distant stars. Welcome back, everyone, to Empire of Rust, your one true podcast, the only transmit the only Transformers RPG podcast. I can talk, damn it. <laughs> yeah. All right, I got an important update for everyone. Very important update here. I'm feeling better. I'm not smiling as much. I'm okay. Good? That's such a, that's such a mixed message. <laughs> I was like, yeah, is that good? Like, I'm no longer so happy that it hurts me. Wait, huh? It's like my hand <laughs> dropped off, so it never hurt. It doesn't hurt anymore. So. I'm not smiling anymore. My face doesn't hurt. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. You know what? We are going to jump into... Uh, actually, no, we're not going to jump into it. Charles, you haven't had a chance to introduce your character. Or I should say reintroduce your character, have you? Yeah, Scrap Heap's a veteran of the Empire of Rust special episodes. Uh, he he survived the encounter with Necro uh, in the in the bowels of Cybertron last time. And he's, he's back to... Uh, somehow he got roped into, uh, you know taking care of this problem <laughs> uh with the you know crystals evil crystals from the dead universe coming and invading cybertron and, uh, yeah, and we don't even know what we're doing here out. anymore <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you know scrap scrap he had kind of a near-death experience the last uh last adventure so he wasn't too keen on on throwing himself back into danger but he's also uh He's a scientist. He's he likes to explore things, so he's happy to have some uh, you know some tough bots on the front line <laughs> watching his back. So he felt like this he, he might you know he might have a have a better chance of making it through this this <laughs> this adventure. But uh, he's also uh, become very interested in uh, his the his new companion Caliber. He, he, the all the all the things he described from his time on Earth are tickling the the back of his brain module from you know some of those uh, a, a bunch of movies and TV shows Scrap Heap has watched to have dealt with uh, myths and legends and uh, it's 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 tickling the back of his head. They just kept repeating, "Anam nathrak uthas bithud doth yel kienve." Anam nathrak uthas bithud doth yel kienve. What's the matter, uh, Scrap Heap? Is the uh, the honeymoon with Kiloton all over? <laughs> well, I, 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 he doesn't. He doesn't know what happened to Kiloton. He never. He never. Uh, he didn't show back up for the next adventure. So, you know, I mean. Screw that guy. <laughs> he probably would have gotten us all killed anyway. He's not an earshot, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, also, ju- Scrap Heap being a junkion, you know, he does he does have a, an affinity for preserving life. So when we see these disembodied sparks, his first instinct is to see if there's anything they can do to help. So. It's quite distressing to see Caliber just uh, casually yank a crystal out of one of these sparks here. So, uh-huh. unfortunately, his reflexes were not uh, were not good enough to stop him. Speaking of which, Caliber, you just pulled 
a piece of this crystal right out from uh, inside that spark. Pulling the uh, the stone from the soul. Uh. <laughs> Scrap Heap tried to stop you, but he just wasn't quick enough. So. No, one, no one is faster than righteousness. <laughs> <laughs> you yank that thing right out, and as you pull it up, uh, yellow electricity kind of arcs from the end of the end of the crystal into the device that was housing it, creating this kind of like feedback loop that shatters the crystal in your hand as you pull it up. As soon as the crystal shatters, you can see that the spark itself like pulsates for a little bit, and it it takes seconds before the spark starts to to shrink and contract. And by the time any of you kind of like react to this, you can already see that the spark itself is is on its way out, and the spark is is dying. You can rest now. You're free. Caliber, you don't know. You don't know what you're doing. You don't just. We're in this torture chamber. I mean, that could have been tied to an alarm system. It could have been, and, and we maybe we could have saved these sparks. Don't don't pull out any more crystals. Don't touch anything else. Okay. Um, I know that you know about this whole science thing, but I know about this kind of like soul stuff. And these people, if they're people even anymore, do not want to exist. They have been tortured here for years. Even if they were returned to but bodies, we, they would be unrepairable. I think that the kindest thing that we can do is to release them. I would wish that okay, someone but, would do that if our situations were reversed. Okay, but maybe we should figure out where we are and what's going on here before we release these sparks. I can't, I mean, I, I can wait to do the next one. <laughs> So I, okay. I would get to work. Thank you. Don't touch anything else. <laughs> and as soon as he walks away, I rip out another. <laughs> You're far too trusting. <laughs> Charles, I don't know. I don't know shit about shit. Is there any way to verify that they're actually in pain? I mean, I don't. Ha- I don't have the commune with with sparks ability. So I, my, my, you know, I all I can do is you know analyze them for what I see, whether they're you know living or dead. I can't tap into their you know emotional state. I mean, you can make a sense motive check to see if I'm lying. That's true. I could do that. Uh, let's do that. I rolled a sixteen. I assume you're telling the truth there, Pat. Yeah, I'm not bluffing. So, all right. Well. Cali- Caliber believes what he's saying, but I, I don't. I'm not. Uh, you know, I, I've never heard of this ability to to commune with sparks without actually hooking them up through, uh, you know, electronic devices. So well, open your open your horizons, there, man. <laughs> if you've been on Earth for a long time, you must have heard of Arthur C. Clarke. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Any sufficiently advanced. Uh, technology is indistinguishable from magic but you know that's human superstition (laughs) it's amazing how real these superstitions can become yeah i mean when you're when you're when you're pretending to be a magic sword for the locals i mean it's easy to (laughs) it's easy to uh i'll be honest i wasn't trying to do that i was literally i was a prisoner for a really long time Uh, Shatter, you have been standing oh, standing on top of the stairs for quite a while. I want you to make a perception check. Okay. 
Are <laughs> <laughs> we not being quiet enough as we sit and argue? <laughs> that, that is the appropriate response. I got a twelve. And are you going to stay at the top of the stairs, or are you going to step down at all and just take a take a look down the staircase? I, you know what, I I I would think as a normal standing individual, my head is on a fucking swivel. <laughs> Keep your head in a swivel. It's like, wow, my head is actually on a swivel. Wow, this is this is a first. Like, <laughs> I would assume I'm I'm not only obs- I'm sure I was slightly distracted by their scuffle a moment ago, but I'm observant. I mean, I've set up guarding here. Well, you can't see too much through the darkness, uh, and thankfully you don't actually hear anything, but as you are kind of looking down uh, the staircase, I'm sure you're going to maybe try to poke your head down just a little bit, try to get a bit of a better view, uh, and you can see that the staircase goes down, turns a corner, uh, and heads off into the darkness. You can make the uh, make an outline of a door once it gets to the bottom of the stairs. Uh, and just so you know, the, the, the stairs end in a landing, and the door is off to your left-hand side. My character's left? Uh, yes. So okay. as, as you're going down the stairs, it'd be off to the left of your, your character. So the so stairs right end in a landing, and then uh, a little bit further down, but yes. Yep. So is, was there anything else of note in this room before we move on? Uh, no, you pretty much think you've you've ransacked it as much as you could. Uh, again, it, it's it it seems fairly like straightforward as to what it is. It's just horrifying and creepy. Would I would I be able to destroy the spark extraction devices or tools in the room? Yeah, they're simple enough. Uh, they're not like really well made or anything. So yeah, you know, if you can you can take a few minutes and just break all the the equipment there if you need to all right i will do that because i don't want any more sparks being extracted fair enough really? so we just break stuff now <laughs> i unfold my arms <laughs> yes torture devices yes so i'll break those right. <laughs> i'm you, sure monty will help you out i'll crush a few <laughs> and as much as we have like death rituals i will when I we when we pull out the sparks, I will, you know, send them on their way. Till all are one. All right, we'll like, come back for that. Fight through the power supply of this thing. <laughs> it's just not in the life support little, device. Little heavy on the electrons. Never have I heard anyone laugh with such deep insincerity. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you get two options here. You can head back out to the antechamber or down the stairs. Which is your preference? Take a vote. What do you want to do? Stairs. Stairs. Scrappy, I think if we take the stairs, we're going to end up by those cloaked figures you saw. Well, let's let's proceed carefully and see what's what's up ahead. And we will go bravely into the darkness. Okay, this way. <laughs> uh, who's up front? Is it a uh, Shatter or Monty? Uh, Shatter, do you, do you want to be holding me when you're doing this so that you can attack whatever comes and tries to kill us? I open my hand gently in your direction. Sweet. <laughs> gently. How do you open your hand gently? Before the door opens, 
I hold you up and I say, uh, sort of caliber, give me sight beyond sight. <laughs> and I hope that I can see through the door before it opens, but who knows. Okay. Uh, so you proceed cautiously down the stairs. No, you yes, proceed ma'am. heedlessly down the stairs. Oh, I'll, do, I'll do a stealth check. Uh, okay, go for it. Not that's going to help me with everyone else. Around. 22. All right, 22. Uh, you think you're pretty quiet, uh, and if there's anyone around, you don't think they hear you. In fact, the rest of you are waiting for Monty to come by, and you realize, oh, hey, Monty's already by. I didn't hear him. So you guys proceed down the stairs. Uh, until you come to the landing. At the center of the landing, on the left-hand side, as I told you before, you see a a door. The door doesn't open automatically as you approach it. Uh, It actually looks to be uh, more of a a secure door than anything else. But as you are looking forward past the door, you see a set of stairs going upwards, uh, just like the stairs you saw going downwards. So you have a good idea that this path kind of will probably lead upwards to uh, the room on the other side of the hallway. So there's a symmetry. Yeah. I probably should check that out before we go any further. Yeah, we should scout that first, yeah. And we'll proceed stealthily down that, down that way. Up those stairs. Monty and Shatter, the two of you head up the stairs first, and it heads up about 20, 30 feet, gets to a small landing, turns, and then heads up into a room just like you saw on the opposite side. Uh, Go ahead and give me a perception check, if you'd please. Uh, Everybody? Uh, Yeah, you know what? Sure. Why not? Can I make perception checks as as a sword? I'm assuming I can. Yeah, you have senses. You can see around yourself. I got a 19. I got a 19 as well. I got a 14. I have a 30. 30? All right. 19 plus 11. This uh, stone and metal room appears to be a morgue. Two piles of empty, sparkless bodies lie haphazardly on tables. So that's what the, the rest of you see. And Caliber, since you got so high on this... As uh, Shatter is walking around and you are kind of keeping your eye and your senses open, uh, you can tell that underneath one of the the bodies is, um, I don't know, there's a couple of things. Looks like it's like stuck underneath them. Hey, uh, Shatter, you might want to check under the bodies to your left. And when you say something, are we talking like an object or like a transformer buried underneath dead transformers? An object. Okay. Or objects. I point it, I stick it with the pointy end. <laughs> uh, you go ahead and you move some stuff around to kind of clear out the the the, rem- the remnants of a leg. <laughs> yes. Underneath that, uh, you find something that uh, whoever like placed the body here probably just overlooked. Uh, you see a uh, grenade and two Energon nodes. Oh. I'll take oh, those. <laughs> I, I hand them to... to Charles to describe you. Everything right. or just the energon nodes? Everything. Okay. What kind of grenade is it? Proximity. Put them around the fucking sparks so nobody gets close to them. <laughs> Shatter, you're a you're a soldier, so you would recognize the. Uh, I think you'd recognize the grenade. Uh, it's a flash grenade. It was obvious. When I said proximity mine, I was completely off. But I knew I meant I meant flash. You just wanted to. You just <laughs> you just playing a prank on Scrappy. That's all. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Proximity as in flash and mine as in grenade. 
Yes. <laughs> you're like, Humpty, you're like we, I'm so glad we have the audio expertise with us today. Yeah. You're like Humpty Dumpty, man. You son of a bitch. <laughs> what is the mechanically? What is the flash like? Is it is it stun for one d four rounds or something? Or what is it? What is blindness? It? Blindness for. It blinds the DM so we can go around and do what we need. <laughs> okay. Sweet. <laughs> Enjoy your loot. Okay, so we see all these bodies. Are any of them actually still alive? Obviously not. Okay. No. Scrap Heap, you can go ahead and make a uh, medicine check. Okie dokie. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, 30. These sparks on these bodies here were... were forcibly torn out and not very carefully. Uh, you can see that uh, as the, the spark casing was removed, there was a lot of damage to the rest of the chest. And yeah, I, I, there is there is like no way that this can easily be repaired. This is just the storage for the bodies. There are, are there additional like spark extraction devices in this room or is it just the storage for the bodies? It seems to be just a place to, to drop the bodies. Uh, and as you look to your right, you can see the door that was uh, that you think goes back to the the antechamber. Okay. It's so what I'm hearing is that we can't shove the sparks back into these bodies, and if that's correct, I want to pull a, a fucking military maneuver and essentially take their dog tags off of them or whatever equivalent. Like, let's let's document who we think these are or whatever, and have it to take back. Search. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so these people came from Cybertron, or, or you know. Yeah. I mean, did, using, did using they, those cameras we had. We could be on the other side of the universe. Like they could have like augmented Decepticon and Autobot. They could be completely non-Cybertronian in origin. You know. Well, they could be beast exactly. machines. Should I be grabbing people through this tunnel or? If someone wants to make a life science check to try and determine that a little bit, then go for it. Uh, I will do that. I have a 25. I will aid another, and I will give plus two. How fresh are the corpses? So, Scrap Heap, you go ahead and you take a, a quick, or actually a very thorough uh, like kind of look over to these uh, corpses here. And they seem fairly recent, at least recent in, in Cybertronian terms. At most, just a couple of years uh, maybe not even that. So it is very, very likely that these bots were taken from Cybertron. Uh, and if there was a connection through that uh, that kind of like space tunnel that you guys came through, uh, whoever has been here could easily have been uh, uh, taking bots for for a while now. Do some like metallurgical analysis, and the uh, like. It everything kind of tracks. So you you really believe that these are likely uh, from Cybertron or one of the colonies. So I don't know about you guys, but I'm really looking forward to the person that's in charge of this and being thrust into them thusly. <laughs> uh, not in so many words, but I agree with the sentiment. Sentiment. Yeah. They could do with a few less limbs. All we're just gonna do is gonna be like, hey, hey, uh. Hey Monty, he's a he's an Autobot. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not the rabid one here. You're, you are the rabid one. You're the rabid one here. <laughs> we don't recognize any of these bots, do we? Like none of, none of these are these are just just spooks. Yeah, it, no one famous or anything. None of you know any of the the people there. So. 
do we only have the one way to go, or is there another way to go down at the bottom Let's of the stairs? Let's check out that smaller door first, before we go in the main door. Okay. Let's go back to check out the door. That's underneath the other chamber, the, the iris chamber that opened, right? Correct. Uh, so yeah, Monty, you, uh, you jump on down there and take a look. Uh, and you can see that the door is uh, is locked with a, uh, a like a key card access of some kind. Uh, it's kind of strange. It's the only door that's really been like locked or sealed up uh, in this uh, in this place. Is this a big door? Or is this sort of a smaller, you know, normal sized door? Uh, it's about it's a double like double sized door. So it's about like the equivalent of ten feet. But it's not like that twenty foot iris door. No. All right. Um, hmm. In fact, it looks kind of mundane, almost. <laughs> so that's one thing that isn't dripping with gore here. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love you, ordinary door. <laughs> you are not horrible. <laughs> you just like rub your like body up against it. Like your your foot just taps really fast. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter faded. Clang 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 clang. We'll bring this door back with us. Are you in love with the door? Spot <laughs> <laughs> enormously in the evil, evil uh, abattoir castle. I don't know. Key card. Anybody have a key card? I am a key card. All right. <laughs> can I use computers to try and hack the? Yeah, let the scientist do his thing. You can give it a shot. Oh, <laughs> natural one. Okay, Eleven. okay. Shatter the. Fr- oh. As soon as he sighs in defeat. Wail it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you you try to try to hack in the door, and like the the moment like the the moment you even get like the casing of the of the uh, the keypad off, it just it's just like like you you press another button, press another one. It's like operation, and I touch the <laughs> I touch the sides of the. <laughs> yep. Uh, Shatter, you you do feel that with time you could bash your way through, but you also recognize that it will make a lot of noise if you're going to do that. Let's see. Not saying you can't, just telling you what's going to happen. No, I bet maybe, one of those maybe those in the other room has one yeah. of our keys. Yeah, I'm guessing they do. Maybe we maybe we need to introduce ourselves to those guys. Yeah, there's so much unknown here, but yeah. So why don't you uh, why don't you go first there, Scrappy? <laughs> uh, and if they ask you if you're a god, you say yes. <laughs> you know, nobody steps on a space abattoir in my house. <laughs> All right, so you guys are heading back up to the entryway. Yeah, main en- main entrance. Yeah. We're gonna ready to see if I can sneak in there. As you uh, you approach the the door. Slides open as it did previously. Stealth. If you got them, can we let? I mean, Monty, can you scout ahead and and like <laughs> try and get as close as you can to see what they are, and then come back. Try and get in there without anyone noticing me. Whether I'll notice anything when I'm in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a twenty-nine for stealth. So I'll go in there and investigate. All right, twenty-nine for stealth. I whisper. I hope he doesn't come back. <laughs> Given my perception, I don't hear that. I, I think you should give him a, a, another chance. All right, Monty. Here's what happens: you stealth your way into the into this this main hall, this uh, this large room, 
and you are being as quiet as you possibly can be. You, you think you got this nailed. It's like you're, you're very carefully, step by step by step, making very little noise. With every step, his ego grows. <laughs> and the moment you get ten feet into this room, the two figures that Scrap Heap told you about turn around and notice you. Roll for initiative! Yes. Da, da, da. Caliber, what'd you get? Uh, six. Six. Alright, Shatter, how about yourself? I got 20. Uh, Scrap Heap, how about yourself? Uh, I got a seven. Monty, what about you? Eleven. And my guys got themselves a 19. Shatter, you are leading us off on here. Um... You, you know what? I'll say you're close enough to you're close enough to the door where you can see the the two figures. It, it's very very dark and you can barely see the outline of them, but they are 10, 20, 30, 40, uh, about 45 feet in front of you. Uh, if you want to move up to like right behind Monty, you might be able to see the the vague outline of their their edge. Well, I think my instinct as this character is to get myself between uh, Monty and them. And as I pass Monty, I'm like, you fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Could I travel far enough to actually engage them or not? Uh, Yeah, you have uh, 30 feet of movement on... Oh, uh, actually hit them? I don't think so. You were there, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. You would need 40 feet of movement to get up to them. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that would be a double move and you could not attack. Uh, You do have reach. Because you're wielding me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's enough. Even with reach, uh, they would be f- uh, 5, 10, 15 feet away. Okay. Can you tell me what I'm dealing with? They look like just two average bots. I mean, kind of nondescript. Uh, it's a little hard to kind of tell because, again, it's it's so dark in here. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's two humanoid bots. It doesn't look like they have the outline of any weapons on them or anything. They're just kind of kind of there. Okay. Mike, I don't know if this is an intimidation check, but I basically want to make myself, with my shield in my hand and my my buddy in my other hand, look as intimidating as, as possible and just say, you two want to stand down. You can go ahead and make an intimidate check then. There actually is mechanics for that. Okay, if I'm reading my character sheet correctly, Mike, I have a plus eight to my uh, intimidate. Sounds legit. You have a 22 on that. 22. Uh, all right, so you have two options with the intimidate skill. Uh, bully or demoralize. Uh, if you choose to bully, uh, it effectively tries to, to make them more friendly to you. So if you, it's essentially you threatening them to take them uh, to have them do actions that you want them to do. Uh, demoralize actually gives you a, uh, a mechanical like, advantage. So it is... Uh, I think they got minus two uh, on things, right? Yeah. It's like they're shaking. Uh, shaking, like, Whoa, yeah. you're scary, dude. Uh, right. So, so yes. It, so if you choose Demoralize, uh, you can make the uh, the opponents shaken, which will give them just like a minus two to a lot of rolls for one round. Uh, and mm-hmm. you got a 22. So you did... You you barely did it, but you, you beat it by five, so it actually goes up to two rounds. Uh, instead of one, if you choose to go that road. So 
what do you want to do? Do you want to demoralize for a mechan for mechanical disadvantage, or do you want to bully them to try and uh, get them to to view you as friendly, or <laughs> attempt at least? Although if you, if you bully them, they might be willing to tell us what they're doing here. That was my that was my initial idea. It was like you know, there's four of us, two of them. Like fucking, I'm giving you a chance to not die. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's go with that. All right, sounds good to me. So the two of them hear what you said. They kind of like turn to to look at each other like questioningly, like like, like what is he, what is he talking about? Is this? I I don't. I, I what 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 the what the hell what? <laughs> and then you hear a voice from behind them. Do we have visitors? Willing visitors at long last in the temple to Mortilis? Do you know what this means, my children? That our entreaties to the denizens of Cybertron have finally borne fruits? You there! Tell me, have you come to dedicate yourself to the dark god of Mortilis, who eats this planet even as we speak? Shatter, you get the sense that the voice is directed to you. Is it funny that I want to say I am a god? <laughs> Are you a god? <laughs> oh, what's your response here, Shatter? Yeah, I'm going to take my own advice. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> excellent, excellent. This is great. This is, this is, this is amazing. But we, we, need, we need a test. Yes, yes, we need a test. You, you, you. The beast behind you, the small one, the small beast, kill the beast. Mortillus has no need of small and feeble creatures. Destroy it. I agree, Mortillus. I agree. <laughs> uh, and you can see that this uh, this creature kind of comes uh, coming up from uh, from behind, and he's standing behind the two um, the two little uh, the two guys that you had found, the ones that stood up. Now, the two guys, they seem confused. Yeah, they seem a little bit confused. Shatter just came in and tried to bully them into, like, standing down. And then their their boss came in from... The boss, like, asked him, was like, are you here to join us? And Shatter says yes. Oh. So they're just... They have no clue what's going on. <laughs> I think it was like, we weren't standing up in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, they're not going to attack you at the moment, so they're, it, it, yeah, they're, they're waiting for you to, to go kill Monty. I, I guess what I would like to do is grab Monty by the scuff of the neck, turn to face Mortillus, whisper in Monty's ear, you better be one of those good Decepticons. And I want to hurl Monty onto Mort Mortillus's face. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's cool. So we're slightly out of uh, initiative order here, but you know what? We'll go. We'll go with it. All right, um, Monty. If you want to try and resist this, it technically is your turn. So yeah, you can. What do you want to do there, Monty? I'll give him. I'll give him a chance to do his. Do I don't know what he's up to, but yeah, I'll give him an opportunity to <laughs> to, to do his plan. You know, always bite. I can always bite him if something else goes something goes wrong, but. As a player, I'm excited to be a part of this plan. 
<laughs> so I literally, I've got him by the scuff of the neck. I'm like, maul this motherfucker. And I hurl Monty with deadly accuracy at, at the dude's face. I forget his name already. We don't know his name. You're calling him Mortalus, but Mortalus is so the guy this, he worships. I'm, I'm putting the cursor on the map. That's who I'm aiming at. Call him Chew Toy. Okay, Chew Toy. <laughs> all, right, all right, Mike. So I'm holding Monty in my fist, you know, sword hand, holding him, and I whisper, maul this motherfucker's face. And I hurl him into the air, pointing at the, the, the guy who's been doing all the talking. I, I We didn't get his name. Yep, go ahead and roll, roll up here to hit. Okay. Jesus. Okay. So, he is flying through the air with deadly accuracy at this mofo. I got a critical, uh, a total of 26. There you go. That's the way to do it. So, what's the critical multiplier on a flying rabbit? <laughs> does Ma- does Monty get get to do his attack when he lands on his face? Uh, actually, yeah. I that is a that makes a lot of sense. So, Monty, you can go ahead, and I will treat it as uh, effectively a critical hit for uh, for you. So, uh, no need to roll or anything. You are attached to his face. You are numbing on his neck, and go ahead and roll up your critical hit damage. So. So it's double, um, so it, it's normally 3d6 plus 7, so it would be 66 plus 14. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> Who else can I throw today? <laughs> the most effective weapon in this game has been Monty. <laughs> Cannonball! Alright. Yahoo! Um, that's too many ones and twos there. Alright. Fly to the air. Latch out of this guy's neck if I can. For 29 points of damage. Hang on, if possible. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, alright. Boom, that was a a big hit on him. See here, I know we're, again, we're a little bit weird on initiative in this one, but it was uh, was Shatter, it was the enemies, and it was Monty. Uh, Since Monty went flying through the air... I am uh, I am actually going to give these guys here, and you'll notice that two, two more bots come down the stairs that are next to you uh, and have positioned themselves at the bottom of the stairs in between uh, Shatter and uh, Scrap Heap. Uh, so they come down, it looks like they were in the galleries, uh, uh, kind of headed off into the darkness on this one. Monty, I'm going to move you over to this guy, so he is, uh, you're on top of him. He doesn't taste very good. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, <laughs> all right. So we'll say that our three turns on this one is done. Uh, scrap Heap, you are, uh, you are up. You got a bot that just came down the stairs right in front of you, and yeah. Uh, technically? <laughs> uh, he actually threatened, well, actually, wait, where am I, where is, am I on the same spot as Shatter? I believe you are. Okay, so uh, he actually, so as the, the guy to the north, as he leaves the stairs, he actually provokes an attack of opportunity from us. <laughs> because that, because <laughs> I'm a reach weapon. <laughs> nice. Uh, Alright, yeah, sure. You can go ahead and take your uh, attack of opportunity, if you'd like. If you would do the, the honors, sir. 
You get to add plus one to whatever it is that you normally do, which is like, what, six or seven? Uh, I believe it's six. So now it is a seven, because I am masterful. An unnatural 20. Unnatural 20 is uh, still a... Yep, still a hit. So go ahead and do your damage. So I am 2d8 plus one and a half times your strength plus three. Do you do you want to roll or shall I? No, you're the weapon, dude. You roll. Okay. What's your what's your strength? Mm, that's, Modifier. That's a fantastic question. I'm looking. I'm looking. Ooh, double sevens. Three. Uh, okay, so it's uh four. So that's uh fourteen plus seven. So that's twenty one. Boom! Twenty one points of damage. Woof! You guys are uh, you guys are hitting hard on this one, huh? Good thing I gave my bots a little bit of extra hit points there. All right. Scrappy, <laughs> do it. How is this guy looking in front of me, standing in front of me? I look impressive in front of you. You're pretty much intimidated by me. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, Shadow, go ahead and make an intimidate check against Scrappy. <laughs> Watch where you aim that thing. You said he looks healthy? Yeah. Uh, you, I mean, you just you just saw him come down the stairs. He just popped into your field of view around from around the corner, uh, and, and you can tell too that like now looking into the room, this is kind of like a very a larger hall, and this there's stairs that go up and to the the left and the right, probably to some raised galleries or some like a balcony on the the sides, uh, and this guy came down from it. He looks okay. very similar to the the ones that uh, that are in front of the big uh, the big boss there. Okay, uh, so so this is not this is not the one that Shatter just attacked. Nope, Shatter attacked the I, one to his right. Okay, I can't I can't since uh, where, from where I am I can't see very far into the right. into the room. You can't, yeah, yeah. It's so great. <laughs> like like no one has any idea like where anyone is. Everyone's just like okay, like, I don't I don't know where I am. I can't see anything. <laughs> I throw a grenade in that room. Ah. <laughs> all right um i am uh with the, this guy right in front of me i'm going to throw uh an emp bomb i have a mad scientist bomb which is an uh emp bomb it has a range of 20 feet and a radius of 10 feet so i'm gonna aim it so that it lands it encompasses this guy in front of me but hopefully doesn't encompass shatter or anybody any of I don't think anyone else is close to him. To to do that, go ahead and roll an attack. You need to hit AC five in order to do that. Okay. And I'm assuming that you are targeting like the the this intersection right here. That way, shatter's not in the effect. Uh, but if you miss, then maybe it doesn't hit that point, and maybe it hits <laughs> a bit closer to shatter. Okay, so I use my thrown attack. Uh, that modifier. is correct. Yep. <laughs> I rolled a five. <laughs> So that hits that's, 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 that's what I need. It's fine. That's what I need, right? Okay. There's nothing wrong with being good enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just yeah. barely. So uh, <laughs> it has a will save DC 14. So you have to beat a 14. All right. I might guy. be able to do that. What am I? What's my will save? What's my will save here, guys? Probably not that great. Let's be honest here. <laughs> no, not really that great. Uh, so I got a to do 14. What do I need to beat? 14. Ah, okay. <laughs> Rolled an 11, <laughs> got plus 3 on that. So, uh, any effect or is it just completely negated? No, it's 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 negated. He would he would have been paralyzed. Sorry to say, but he's they got pretty weak will, but not when you roll an 11, you know. 
<laughs> all right. Uh, that was a standard. Did you move at all this turn? No, I did not. Okay. You still have a move action if you want to take one. Okay. Um, and a swifty and any number freezy. Any number freeze you got. Uh, if I... Can I take a, like, guarded step toward... Like, how... Can I get close to Shatter without, like, going around this guy without provoking an attack of opportunity? Or are these... I would basically be running through these two guys here. The position that you have, you're you're going to provoke from at least one of them. Yeah. Uh, okay. And depending on how you move, you could actually provoke from two. I mean, I, it's... it's I mean, I'm fine with you like just moving forward, but you are going to provoke at least one attack of opportunity. I'd say just literally hide behind that pillar and we'll deal with them, you know? And then once they've focused on us, then you can get behind them. Okay. Uh, will, I'm also good at throwing people. <laughs> I will position myself behind <laughs> this pillar. And, uh, <laughs> ready, I guess ready my, uh, my axe if anyone's coming, you know. And my axe. <laughs> well, you have those. Right. You, those you have like unlimited those grenades, though, right? I have uh, uh, enough per level, so I have two more. Oh, okay. Oh, it's one of the limited ones. Okay. All right, Caliber. That brings it to you. You are in Shatter's hands, and you just took a massive hit on that bot next to you or near you. Okay. Um, I am going to uh, shine with. Not throbbing. This isn't the throbbing. This is just like the the the, the, the whitish light. So, and that's all I can do. All right. Calibre's action is to th- uh, shine in hands. Go ahead and shine on you, crazy sword. <laughs> Shatter. <laughs> it is up to you. Uh, it's the start of round two. Okay. So, uh, I'm in the center of this. You got two bots in front of you, two bots behind you. That's right. And, and I well, want here I to. Stuck <laughs> in the middle with I want to do everything I can, noise wise, intimidation wise, to make sure that the focus of the enemy stays on me, and hopefully spares uh, Scrap Heap and Monty uh, some uh, some attacks. But I feel like I need to go uh, up to. Uh, to, towards Monty and, and be there just in case he's overwhelmed. I don't know. I think you should. I think you should help uh, scrap heap more. Yeah, I was gonna say. I, I'm. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a cream puff. Yeah. <laughs> Look, you're not gonna have to argue with me. You're a Decepticon. Like I'm fine turning my back <laughs> on you. <laughs> okay. Little help. Uh, I will take. I will take the. Uh, uh, I want to go after the son of a bitch who uh, provoked an attack of opportunity on us. Sure. Because the scientist could do cool stuff with his advanced weapons if, if he's given the space. You know? Yeah. I hear you. Crush him, Squiddy. <laughs> All right. So go ahead and roll up your attack then. And you can, you can technically reach both of them from where you are. Okay. Oh, God, that's right. Reach. Son of a bitch. Okay, but I'm, I am focusing on the one that we've already hit. Yes, yes. I just wanted to let you know that you could hit either. I got a, uh, a 22 on that one. 22. Uh, yeah, that is a hit. Okay. Uh, then uh, you roll the uh, uh, 2d8 plus one and a half times strength plus... So 2d8 plus seven. And have them roll a fortitude save. I got a 19. And I do an additional 21. So that's 40. 
<laughs> it was a fucking minion. That's all it was. <laughs> yes, you wipe that fucker out. And you have one dead minion on the ground. Ah, ah. What was the I mean, fortitude save doing? What, do, what, what was the what was the additional effect? Well, I mean, I guess we'll find out on the next attack because if he's dead, <laughs> he doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh. All right, now now it's time for me to have some fun. Okay, is it safe to say, Mike, that we hit him with such force that debris knocked out the other minion? I like the way you I like the way you try. One other one comes down from the stairs, and yes, he will provoke an attack of opportunity. So you guys, I can attack go ahead and the stairs. Roll up your attack. <laughs> Remember with this plus one. And this other yep. one's coming down from the opposite side and is going to come after you, Scrap Heap. Uh, and I think that the two next to the boss are going to come after you, Monty, and the boss is, of course, going to try to deal with you, Monty. So, yeah. Yeah. Did anyone provoke in my end? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're attached to him. I don't think so. <laughs> I, have, I have a saw. Does the Mooka pro, uh, provoke an attack from me? I uh, know because you do not have reach. Okay. Caliber is giving Shatter Reach. That's why he provokes uh, from him. Otherwise, he wouldn't I normally. I was uh, I was a little star- star- that startled by this provoke. I got a 14. Okay, a 14 is going to be a miss. Uh, let's see here. One, two, three, four, five, and five of them. So I'm just going to roll it all up at once here. Starting off with the uh, one next to you, Shatter. Uh, what is my attack bonus? What is my attack bonus? Ooh, that's that. That's not too bad. Uh, 15 to hit to shatter against your KAC. KAC. Uh, that is a miss. That's a miss. All right. So the one that came down the stairs to uh, come after you, missed. It looks like your miss on your attack of opportunity startled him to miss his attack on you. It is a big shield. <laughs> uh, scrap heap, a 26 coming at you. <laughs> yes, that hits. All right, good, excellent. All right, and there's actually another one over here. Uh, does he want to go after you, Scrap Heap? No, it's it's kind of cluttered in there. Shatter is clearly the bigger threat. So he's going to come after uh, to him. Uh, that's a 27 coming after you, Shatter. Against uh, KAC again. Yeah, that's a hit. Uh, and on Monty, you got two coming at you. The first is an 18. Nay. And the second is a 17. So that's a miss as well. Nay. Isn't it knee? Oh, yes. Knee. All right. Let me roll up some damage here. So I got one hit against Scrap Heap and one hit against Shatter. So the weapon they're hitting you with is a claw that is mounted on their uh, their wrists. It's going to do slashing and piercing damage. So against you, Scrap Peep, that is one, two, three, four, five. That is five damage. Okay. And do I have anything else on that one? Okay, good, good, good. All right, we're good on that one. Five damage. And on you, Shatter, oh, fuck, roll the one. Three damage against you. Merely a flesh wound. 
I am a god. We've established this. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe I can run away more. And now, for the boss. A uh, quick question for you, uh, Monty. The damage you did was just uh, uh, straight physical damage, correct? Yes. Monty, he is going to attempt to uh, damage you, of course, because you are right on him. Uh, you are kind of a big threat to him, so that is a uh, that's a concern. Um, I'm fine. So coming at you, uh, that is going to be a 24 to hit. Oh, yeah, he hit me, definitely. He hit you. All right. Woo, good. I was a little concerned on that one. Your, uh, your AC is probably pretty high, so. All right. Unfortunately, it wasn't a crit, which would have been awesome. Uh, so a couple things going to happen here. One, you're going to take seven points of damage. Again, that's slashing and piercing. All right. Five points of damage. Next, I want you to make a fortitude save. That's right. Something's happening. All right. Fortitude. 23. 23. Damn. All right. All right. I was hoping you got lower than that, but you didn't. So you are good. That uh, that, that cl- slashing claw uh, hits, like, impacts you, and and you feel like a little bit uh, a little bit bad for a second. But you think that whatever it was, you you managed to to power through it. <laughs> uh, do you have any mysticism uh, ranks there, Monty? Oh, I mean, yes. <laughs> uh, you can go ahead and make a mysticism check. Eighteen. 18. Is that enough? That is enough. Uh, you noticed that as soon as like, he started like, attacking you, he seemed a bit healthier all of a sudden. Like, all of a sudden, it wasn't as, uh, as much... It wasn't as much damage as you had done. Oh, dear. The bot is a vampire. Gaining on maybe? Nothing came out of you, you think. Like, the, all the damage that you took, it felt like as it was physical damage that hit you. Uh, you didn't feel like any, like, Energon leave your body. He's, regenerating? He's, he's eating, he's like, he's using the darkness to f- repair himself, I bet. Maybe? Alright, uh, what do we got here? So that was me, Monty, it is your turn. Alright, well, I'm still attached to him, right? I uh, yeah, you're still hanging on to him. Um... Yeah, yeah, you're still you're still hanging on to him. You're still on there. Well, then I'll wait on again. I assume the regular Do attack. Twenty one. Twenty one's a hit. Seventeen damage. Seventeen damage. I just love how casual he is about it. It's like yeah, seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> and he's dead. That was a good game, everybody. Nom 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 All right, scrap heap, scrap heap. You got a bot in front of you here, and he took a swing at you last time, and he hurt you. Not very badly, but he still hurt you. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of pissed. I would be too. I'm gonna explain what I want to do, and you can tell me whether or not this is possible. So I would like to take a guarded step backwards then transform into my truck mode and I have a melee weapon and so an axe on the front grill and then I want to ram the guy in front of me with the axe uh, with piercing damage 
So a guarded step is only five feet, uh, which means you'll only be able to, to pull back five feet, which I don't think will give you enough space to do the uh, to do the ram. Um, okay. So if you still want to do the ram, you can do that. Probably the best thing to do is to just move back like a good 20, 30 feet. It will provoke an attack of opportunity, which might or might not miss. You never know. Then you can go ahead and transform as part of your, your move action and then go ahead and do your your ram. Okay. What are you sitting at for hit points there, uh, for uh, stamina points? I have uh, 16 stamina points currently. You didn't get hit that bad in the last turn, so yeah. you're probably not going to die or anything, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, fortune favors the bold. I'm going to do this. Yep. Take back your power, man. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna back up 20 feet, and uh, so yeah, go ahead and take your attack of opportunity. I will take my attack of opportunity, and I get um, 18. That's a hit. That's a hit. All right, not too bad. I was hoping for a crit, but you know, when you do, <laughs> uh, total of six points of damage. Okay, you're gonna regret that. All right, I I transform into my tow truck mode and. Uh, uh, pop out my axe in the front grill and rev up and uh, charge forward. Shades of Sweet Spot going on here, huh? <laughs> yeah. Love it when you're rough, house. Sweet Spot or Wild Strike, whatever. I want to thank Charles for all the energy he brings to the game, because without that, <laughs> this would be a boring episode. <laughs> you go ahead and you charge forward. Go ahead and give me a piloting check, please. Okay. And I will roll myself my reflex save and try to see if I can avoid this thing. Uh, I roll a 25 piloting. <laughs> Spoiler, I rolled a four. That's not going to work for me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, uh, Scrap Heap, uh, he's, a, you know, he's a junkie on, so he's, he's got parts, uh, you know, he's, he's managed to scrounge up some some tough parts in his vehicle mode, his tow truck mode, and he's got a nice axe on the front grill. So he charges up, hits the gas, rams forward, slams into this guy, the axe, axe first, piercing this guy, and is he, he's, he's by, is he by a wall? Can I smash him into the wall? He is by a wall. Before you get concerned about hitting him into a wall, why don't you go ahead and roll up your damage? It's double your collision damage. Okay. 8d4. I, I, I have 1d4. That's going to be a while. Okay. Two. This is going to be a second here. <laughs> mush, mush, mush. I don't know why you only have like, like 1d4. I have like four of these fuckers around here. Oh, you're also the DM. I have 5d20s on here. Like I have no d12s and only 2d4 out. <laughs> you know. To be fair, I don't have a d12 out either. 14 points of damage. 14 total. All right. Boom. And we'll see you next time. (laughs) (laughs) To be continued on the next episode of Empire of Rust. Thanks for listening to this Empire of Rust special. As always, Empire of Rust was conceived, written, and GM'd by Michael Ordway. Patrick Finn played the living weapon, Caliber. Decepticon Vorpal Bunny Monty was played by Matthew G. Yusuf Tanha, better known as Yoshi, was the Autobot powerhouse Shatter. And yours truly, Charles, a.k.a. Big C, was that lovable junkie on Scrap Heap. 
For more adventures with Shatter, check out Yoshi's G1-themed project, Transformers Reanimated, at transformersreanimated.com. Empire of Rust is part of the Transmissions Podcast Network. For all the latest news in the Transformers multiverse, listen to the Transmissions Podcast at transmissionspodcast.com.